You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from legalized weed to the dirtiest deed. With over 2 million downloads, I'm your host Maddox. With me is Mikey, the audio engineer. Hey, Maddox. And as always, my first hand on staff moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Hey, dude. Welcome back to the show. Always good to be back in the Madcast Media Studios. Off to a wonderful hitch-free start this week. If we had to theme this episode, I think at the beginning it would be technical difficulties, but that's okay. But today we're going to talk about the debate. Should we allow algorithmic censorship? Big, big debate, big question. This is a question that people, I don't think in the past, our forefathers have ever had to think about. Then we'll round out the show with some headlines as always. But first, please welcome to the show our guest this week, writer, comedian, and wrestler, Leroy Patterson. Leroy, welcome to the show. Good to be here. <laughs> Leroy, you've had about a billion cameos in horror <laughs> movies, right? And that's yeah. how we met. We met on the set of Ooga Booga. Yeah, and, I think uh, we may have met at Comic-Con before oh, that. Oh, at Comic-Con before, that's yeah, right. That's yeah, right. our yeah. booths were very close to each other. That's correct. That's how that all happened. Yeah, and uh, I've known Leroy for a long time now, and Leroy is one of the most interesting, and I'm not I'm not blown sunshine up your ass, you're one of the most interesting and talented people I know, because on top of all these things, like you, Leroy has a pretty beefy IMDb page. If you look at all the movies he's been in, he's had cameos, he, you did a voice for... Animation Domination HD for Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I, uh, I worked there as an editor for a year. Yeah. And then there would be times where they'd be like, oh, shit, we didn't hire anyone to play the the, de- the uh, Demiurge or anything. I'd be like, I'll do it. And then you run into the sound booth and be like, you will fight together. And just like, whatever. And then and then they're like, oh, that's great. Yeah, let's use it. Or like my temp tracks would get used sometimes. And- yeah. And Leroy looks like an intimidating motherfucker, too, by the way. So, but he's like a teddy bear, right? And when you meet him... Uh, you know, you, you meet him and he's all jolly and and just like fun to be around. But then you see him on camera in some of these horror movies like, oh, yeah, that guy's that guy looks like <laughs> fucking psycho as shit. But speaking of psycho as shit, you do this freak show wrestling, right? Let's yeah. talk about that for a minute. Uh, freak show wrestling's great. It's it's pro wrestling. You know, it's the traditional thing. But tiled up to 32, it's, it's insane. We have a giant octopus will attack the ring sometimes during battle royals, and it's 12-foot tentacles come out from underneath the ring, and we're brawling with it. So Holy shit. Seeing this people like Jake the Snake wrestle a giant chicken or like, you know, God or something is, is oh <laughs> this my is, this sounds This sounds amazing, and it's not fake at all. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't say it with a straight face, could you? No, okay, okay, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm totally okay with saying it's choreographed. And and worked out, yeah. But dude, people hit you so hard in the of ring. Of course. Like, okay, listen to my jaw. Oh, oh. that's because uh, some guy just hit me. You know, it's just oh, it happens. Shit. People hit you that? hard. Oh my gosh, did that, did that pick up Mikey on on Mike? Did we have that? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! So so that was Leroy's jaw. That what is it dislocating? What's happening there? Yeah, I don't know. I never went to the doctor for it because who cares? Now, but <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing. I did a wrestling podcast a while back, and we talked about this whole criticism of wrestling. It's like yeah. oh, it's fake. Uh. But then those same idiots will go to to a movie. They'll go watch X Men. Like <laughs> well, that oh, was real. Yeah. Oh, that's that's no no criticism that it's fake. There, huh, idiots. The thing is, wrestling at this point, at this stage, nobody it's not done under the pretense of it being real. Nobody right. believes that. Nobody thinks that. We're not children anymore. Mm-hmm. We all know what we're watching. But the hits are real. And that's more real than anything you see in a movie. Yeah, and it totally depends on who you're working with as well. Yeah. Because the, the whole mentality is it doesn't matter how hard someone hits you. You just have to be able to take it. 
Right. Someone like me, I'm not out there to hurt people. So I, I try to make my hits look good and not hit as hard as I can just because I don't want to hurt anyone. Right. Um, but some people will just straight out deck you in the face. And as long as it looks good, no one no one is bothered by it. Right, of course. And one other thing I want to mention, and this is something you're you're pretty famous for, you got a lot of notoriety, is you were on America's Got Talent, right? Correct. And this was an amazing clip because you made it on to round two. Right. You're stunned. You want to set it up, what you did? Sure. Um, so I go out there, I strip down to my underwear, and spill 5,000 thumbtacks on the floor, and then dive into it multiple times. I headbutt them, I punch them. You know, good family entertainment. Yeah, and this is what you did on America's Got Talent. First of all, I can't believe that they aired this. <laughs> I was shocked. And second, I can't believe that you went on to the second round. The, Howard Stern loved you. Yeah, I was blown away. I was expecting Howard Stern to like it. I thought Howie Mandel may have liked it, but I thought the girls would have hated it. Yeah. And so I, it was, I figured it was just going to be a one and done thing. I go out there, they make fun of me. I'm an idiot. It, it's my usual reality show fair. I go out there and make an ass of myself. And and then, you know, I, I, I don't come back. And that's just how it is. And I was okay with it. And I was shocked. Yeah, here's the clip. I brought a clip in. Listen to this. This is going to be blood for sure. Hold on one second. We got some guys in white coats are coming. I'm right on stage. Take you off. You got Hi, something you... stuck up here. I don't love this one bit. Howard, what did you think? I don't know what to think. You know what? <laughs> My mother's like. So he went on to say, "Yeah, let's let's give him a pass. Let's let's uh, send him to the next round." And then you went on to do this on an international version of America's yeah, Got Talent, right? I did. Germany's Got Talent. Germany's Got Talent. And then Tusik Valles, which is the Italian kind of America's Got Talent. It's not part of that branding. But not it's, that sounds French. It's amazing me. how all these countries around the world want to find the greatest American talent. Yeah. <laughs> They're all looking for the best American talent. Yeah. All of these shows yeah. though, have been on for twelve seasons now, so yeah. you've run out of talent in America. So you, you yeah. know you've got to pull in it so. like uh, Kinchi Abino, who right. who won season eight, I think. Yeah, America's Got Talent. Amazing. Tokyo Drift coming to. A- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> but I think my my the only reason I was able to go to the other ones is because I'm not really talking. It's, my act isn't like comedy or singing or anything like that. It's just violence that not many people are doing it. There's a few people out there who do similar stuff, but well, it's not super many. entertaining to watch, and you take it like a champ. You're always a badass. <laughs> so, and one other thing I want to mention: you work for the media company Giphy. Have yeah. you guys heard of Giphy, Mikey? You know about Giphy, right? I've heard of Giphy, Mikey. <laughs> I'm a Giphy man. He is a Giphy man. That's right. That checks out. (laughs) Is that a peanut butter? No, it's not a peanut butter. So, okay, you work for Giphy. Yeah. How do you guys pronounce it? How do you pronounce Giphy? Giphy. Yeah. Gif. Amen. Done. That's right. Done. We're never going to have that debate. (laughs) (laughs) We we talked about. We actually talked about doing that. Yeah. Because so, Leroy, what do you do for Giphy? So I'm a uh, I'm the uh, senior video editor over at Giphy. So what I do is anytime we get branded material, anytime we get um, we did some stuff for like a NBC Superstore. Right. And so we had all the actors come in, recorded them on a green screen and made GIFs of them interacting with each other in a in a show environment. And then those ended up playing at uh, the World Trade Center's like giant screens that they have. They have these. Uh-huh. It's almost like a football field size right. screen. And they all interacted with each other. So we, we, I do a lot of the crazy video editing or a lot of times we'll get a still image from some brand and be like, make a cool GIF out of this. And then so I go through and animate it and make, you know, make it do something cool for, you know, GIF style. And that's ah, very cool. Yeah. Um, and so that's how they monetize their platform, right? right? Is by branded content, that sort of thing. And you said NBC Superstore? Yeah. Uh, we may have, uh, like, I know Colton Dunn who's yeah, oh, nice. on that show. Yeah, yeah, Colton's a good guy. Um, I, we'll try to get him on the show at some point. But we should move on. To the debate from last week. Leroy, last week, 
It was 420. Woo. And we discussed whether or not pot should be legalized. It was a very contentious debate on the show, but not according to the audience, because with an 86% vote, they voted yes. Wow. Big fucking surprise there, idiots. (laughs) Bunch of stoners in the the audience. And then I asked another question. The second poll question last week was, have you pre-ordered my book? And 60% of the audience said yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. No, because you know what, Leroy, the second the second part of that question was yes, more than one copy, and that was forty percent. Yeah, oh, oh all right, shit. all right, that yeah. works out. Wow, fantastic! I love this audience. Sixty percent bought one copy, forty percent bought more than one copy. Fantastic! I love it. I love this audience. But speaking of the audience, I've got so much voicemail. Here's one about our guest from last week and the debate specifically, because it was kind of a, it got contentious at times, but uh, here's this caller. I don't think he, he liked it very much. Hey, man, I just wanted to call it and say that I don't want to be a slave to a system that enforces drug laws and stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm going to turn myself over to some shitty green plant, man, and I'm going to live that lifestyle. Fuck a stoner. Punch a stoner right in the fucking face. Ooh. Ouch. Shots fired. They probably yeah. won't fight back, though. Let's... No, they won't fight back. Yeah. They have no motivation. <laughs> um, I, I do need to make a little correction, though. So one of the big arguments we had last week was about whether or not alcohol is more dangerous than weed. Clearly, alcohol causes more problems, but it's mm-hmm. also more, more legal. It's more readily available, so you have to control for that variable. But also... Someone sent me a statistic, and this is kind of interesting. I think in Colorado, since they have legalized pot, I think accidents, car accidents have gone down by about 10%. And it's not because people are safer or the driving safer. The reason is because they lose motivation to leave the house. Yeah, they're not right? going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that's what it it's is. It's an ends to a means. You know, it works. Yeah, but speaking of weed versus alcohol, listen to this guy. Man, you guys are fucking idiots. I <laughs> uh, just listened to the 420 episode. A lot of good points made, a lot of shitty points made. Um, I just can't see how you guys could gloss over the fact that, uh, you know, marijuana is this drug that makes you more sensitive, more aware, uh, you know, more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, paranoia and all that. But for the most part, I don't get those effects. While alcohol turns you into a slumbering fucking mess of a person, just shambling around, making a fool of yourself. Uh, I've, you know, I just don't see how you guys can't see that marijuana is a way better drug than alcohol, you know, to each his own, but, uh, yeah, fuck you all. All right, you know what? Everything in moderation's fine. Yeah. There you go, Mikey. Everything in moderation. And everybody's different. It's always different. Yeah, if you're having a party and you want people to get out of their shell, you'd rather them have a, a couple shots rather than everyone smoke pot and just sit back and, and sink into the couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pot is the perfect party drug if you want the party to stop i think right is that is that right? is that true wind slow down, down. Chill out, just slow down yeah All yeah right. and like heroin if there's too many people at the party and you want to kill a few of them off bring heroin. out bring out some oxycontin some heroin yeah. uh that shit i mean meth well no meth will kind of get the party started but like maybe <laughs> long maybe Pre-party. the next the next time around less yeah. people will be able to accept the invitation you're the drug party planner yeah I, I, by the way uh anybody listening you got a, a bar mitzvah a bachelor party coming up uh hit me up birthday parties anything yeah. like that yeah uh but speaking of everything in moderation we only have one douchebag of the week that's right douchebag of the week that, that guy right. yeah Oh, yeah, he, he did say "fuck you." Yeah, well, fuck you. It then. wasn't. It wasn't that egregious. Um, but speaking of, <laughs> let's listen to this next caller because this guy liked your rap up, Brooke. I listen. Oh shit! 
after that last struck a wrap-up on episode 46, I gotta say, Repka, I've got a whole new respect for you, honestly, man. Shit. Anyway, Repka, you're a wonderful man, you know that? I like your style, friend. Maddox, I love you. And Mikey, I love you too, buddy. Later. Just a loving, gushing praise uh, uh-huh. voicemail. Now, here's the thing. He did go on. That was like another three-minute-long fucking uh-huh. voicemail, but I have to trim some of these down, guys. Uh, and then speaking of trimming down, this <laughs> might we might have to call a a, uh, a temporary hiatus on anything pizza-related or Domino's-related. <laughs> it has been a long-running theme on the show, but I this is this week, I, got, I don't know why it's just built momentum, and I got so many fucking calls about Domino's, and I'm going to play a bunch of these. Here, uh, starting with this one. Listen to this guy. He, uh, he seems to think that Domino's sucks and living in California, we're very fortunate because there's a certain brand of pizza that we have out here. Listen to this. All right, listen up, you fucking cucks. <laughs> Maddox, if you fucking live in Los Angeles, there's only one fucking pizza that you should be ordering from, from a fucking pizza chain. And that is motherfucking California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> CPK, motherfuckers. Domino's can suck my fucking dick. Fuck Little Caesars and fuck you for even thinking that, Rucka, you fucking what? dumb fucker, Rucka Ali. Of course he's shit pizza from Little Caesars. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Go get some good goddamn pizza at CPK, bitches. Okay, all right. First off, I don't make it a habit of arguing with inanimate voicemails, but um, <laughs> listen, first off, let's be very clear. California pizza is... Does not like nobody eats it in California other than tourists visiting here who are so fucking inbred and out of touch that they see a California pizza kitchen and they think it's only in California. They're like, oh boy, hey, we're in California. It's like it's like going to fucking Italy and eating at Olive Garden. So that's first <laughs> off. Second off, when the fuck I challenge you, I will literally fucking give you all the all the money made from Maddox's next book, I will give you if okay, you can that's... if you can find the time I said anything positive about little skeezers. I hate that fucking place. <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert: we've got uh, ca- some cameras set up here, uh, and the reason I'm a little bit uncomfortable is because it reminds me of when I worked at Little Skeezers uh, right out of high school. Yes, this was uh, my job in high school and right outside, right right after high school. Uh, they they installed cameras in Little Skeezers. So they can better monitor us ha- handing these shitty $5 hot and sloppy uh, pizzas over to the uh, ingrateful, ignorant, low-expectation-having customers. Now, they installed cameras. Ooh, we got to make sure everything's going. They, they videotaped me and my uh, co-worker leaving out the back door. And uh, that's oh, you don't leave out the back door at Little Skeezers. That's a uh, that's a sure way for a robber to break in, grab a giant bag of mozzarella cheese, and take it home <laughs> to feed his family. So uh, they they called me down to the Little Skeezers headquarters. Over there's like a, a fucking the downtown Detroit. There's a fucking statue of the of the the Caesar <laughs> with the spear and the pizzas on it, and it says like pizza pizza. And and uh, we go down there, and it's like the whole fucking street is owned by Mike Illage, rest his soul. And uh, they like. They, they brought me into this fucking boardroom. This guy, he like left the door cracked a little bit and he was just like, he was like, okay. Like he wouldn't tell me why I was there. He was like, uh, long story short, he just fucking coerced me into like admitting I did something wrong. It was like some fucking Soviet style bullshit. Um, anyway, um, I'm no longer affiliated with little skeezers at this time. <laughs> I am not promoting them and I'm not a fan. And if a crazy 
caller guy thinks that I'm a fan of little skeezers, I would suggest he's not paying attention. Yeah, I, I think the first hint would have been the fact that you consistently called it little skeezers the yeah. entire time. And that is somebody who's worked in the industry. Like yeah. computer programmers, if they have a beef with Microsoft, right. they call it micro shit. Yeah. Uh, or if you, you, you know, whatever whatever platform, whatever industry you're Crapple. in, you use that. Yeah, Crapple for Apple. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, here's another call about. We can get that shit from Papa John's. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, Papa John's gives Hell everyone yeah. diarrhea. It gives everyone diarrhea. It's worth it. Number one exporter of diarrhea. Oh, you world. mean because they put real vegetables on it that helps shit run a little smoother through your system? <laughs> Doesn't stick to your fucking arteries like the cardboard at Domino's? It's not fucking cardboard. <laughs> you know what? Listen to this guy, Rucka, because last week you made a, a ridiculous, outrageous statement about how you, th- you think that gay people prefer pizza that is not Domino's. You're wrong. Listen to this guy. Listen Uh-oh. to this. Let's hear As this a guy. classic gay person, I like Domino's and I hate McDonald's. McDonald's is fucking shitty. Fuck you, Rucka. Yeah. Fuck okay. you, Rucka. That, punch a Nazi. Is, and, and it wasn't a guy. Uh, first, right. first, okay. First I was going to say, we don't we don't take callers from gay nine-year-olds. Um, so I mean, it's a woman. Not, it's a lesbian. It's yeah. a lesbian. That's gay. It's gay. Lesbians and gays are not always the same, okay? <laughs> gay men gay men tend to be very classy, well-dressed, high-expectation-having members of society, okay? Lesbians can go either way. Many of them are also very, very classy, very uh, high society. Stylish, good taste Stylish, pizza. good pizza eating uh, uh, yeah. uh, artsy people. Yeah. And one or two of them may be uh, mad at the world and a little bit crazy. Those are the ones eating Domino's. Okay. So so, so you're saying that didn't count because I was a lesbian. No. Okay. Well, here's another caller. Listen to this. Hello. My name is Shiki and I'm calling from Japan. I'm calling because uh, in last episode, I think, Roka said something uh, uh, among the lines that uh, no gay people will uh, eat Domino's. Well, I'm gay and I love Domino's. <laughs> and not only that, uh, my boyfriend actually lives in another city. And each time I go uh, to visit my boyfriend, it has kind of become a tradition to go to Domino's. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. The reason is... Because uh, in the city I'm at right now, there is no Domino's, and I love Domino's. That's so right. I told him one time that we should go to Domino's, and he had never had Domino's. And we went there, we eat it, and he loved it. Yeah. So yeah, gay people actually like Domino's. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gay foolish. people love Domino's. I, yeah, listen, there you go. I can admit when I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, some might point out the fact that... Uh, uh, Domino's in, in Japan serves you noodles, but that's not the point. The point is, here's a gay, just the average gay guy calling in who says, <laughs> I like Domino's and I'm gay. And, Rucka, and you I, had a classic gay lesbian calling yes. in, a classic lesbian, and yeah. then you had two, uh, two gay guys, basically, mm-hmm. that guy and his boyfriend, and they say they love Domino's. Uh, Their favorite thing is Domino's. I mean, the numbers don't lie, so yeah. I stand corrected. All right, here's another call. Uh, and, and there was also an allegation about uh, Domino's doing gay conversion therapy. Listen to this. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you guys were talking about the Domino's gay conversion therapy because now I can finally tell my story. I'm a man who used to hate Domino's pizza and be straight. But thanks to Domino's gay conversion therapy, I now love the sausage on my wonderful Domino's pizza and in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. That's three three gay callers. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's another call. So a couple of episodes ago, we had a wonderful care package sent by a listener, Genevieve from Australia. And even she called to weigh in on Domino's. Oh, Listen boy. to this. Here's Genevieve. Hey, guys. It's Genevieve calling from Australia. Um, the reason I'm calling is because I wanted to weigh into the Domino's pizza debate. 
So when I lived in Cambridge, I ordered Domino's like every week. And it was no shit, the best fucking pizza I've eaten in such a long time. It had like the thickest, spiciest motherfucking jalapenos. It was so good. And that sauce, fuck me, it was delicious. I can definitely confirm that at least in Australia and the United Kingdom, Domino's is the shit. Oh my god. I'm just gonna just, I'm just gonna go and order a pizza right now. Anyway, take care, guys. I hope you're well and you're enjoying my lovely care package. Chat soon, fucking Nazi. Bye. There you go. Wow. wow. That call was Damn. steamy. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? I mean, I stand corrected <laughs> once again. I mean, some would say, hey, what works in Cambridge isn't necessarily going to work for us here in the USA. I got I to gotta hand it to that caller. She really put me in my place. Yeah. I yeah. think all the callers did to this week yeah. with the dominoes debate. Leroy was shaking his head crazy. I- I'm going to play this for Leroy. Trigger. Because you, you did seem triggered, buddy. <laughs> what happened? What you, You're shaking your head like a madman over here. You disagree with the dominoes. No, I just I, I am not a big fan of Domino's. Not a big fan. No, I usually don't go there. Not, if if I'm going to order pizza, it's got to be like Papa John's or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that you fucking know real pizza. Because all of my diarrhea or all of my poop is <laughs> diarrhea, so it doesn't matter. There you go. But I if but if I, if I truly want a good pizza, you got to go to like a mom and pop place. Like there's yeah, a well, pizza time in Downey. There's Rio's pizzas. There's like but you know what though, that's not always true because I've been to some mom and pop places and they're mom and pop places that suck and making oh, yeah. whatever. They, oh, of course. I've been I, there was a sandwich place that I really really wanted to support uh, back in Utah and their sandwiches were just garbage. They made shit sandwiches. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to fu- how do you fuck up a sandwich? It's basically three things: put a fucking veggie, a, a base of veggies. Uh, either tomatoes or lettuce. All right, you're you're no already veggies, <laughs> no, no veggies. Okay, then meat. Chip. Okay, and then uh, cheese or and then some kind of like sandwiches is the easiest thing to do. And this right. family consistently <laughs> fucked up sandwiches. I'm like, you, I'm done. I'm going to Subway. Well, why'd you keep going back? To support, the, it's like a little, you know, mom and pop shop. Oh, let's go. They do it better. They don't. They don't always do it better. Not always, no. But if you find a place that does, like, hold on to it. Yeah, of course, of course. But the other thing with mom and pop shops is like. They're not that. They're not that good. Because if they were, they'd franchise, they'd branch off a, a lot of times. Oh wow, Mister Big Business over here. When did you turn into fucking Glenn Beck? <laughs> yeah, maybe they just put all their energy and effort into one place, and then they Make have one and they have just one beautiful little dome of happiness. Fuck it. No. Maybe it. the exceptionally good uh, mom and pop shops, aka Papa John's, they do grow and become a bigger franchise Please. that everybody loves. Papa John. Papa. John. Mom I hate and that Papa I have to John call shop. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hate that I have to call that guy Papa. Yeah, pa- Papa John, such a relatable, oh, real mom and pop, that guy who lives on a 40,000 square foot mansion. With his family. With his family and lions and and, uh, and naked slaves. <laughs> naked. If I could have lions as part of my family, I'd be there. Well, okay, that's fair. We all would. But still, I'm I, sorry, Maddox. Is he, is he too successful? Should his pizza good. should his pizza be called a utility and everyone gets it for free now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's one last call. This is from... Our very own Lord Matthew, who has a podcast on this network, Game Fart. You guys should oh. check it out. It's amazing. But here's what Lord Matthew says. Hey, Lord Matthew from Game Fart here. Great episode. I don't do drugs myself. Don't enjoy them. And I think, Rucker, your wrap-up was pretty much perfect this week. But you missed out the most important and obvious reason to make drugs legal for legalization. And that's, I mean, you don't really need all of this government conspiracy stuff when you're saying, oh, you know, the government, they're making drugs illegal to try and oppress us all. You don't need that. What you actually need is just one simple ethical stance, which is this. The government, who are people in an office far away, they should not be banning feelings. There should not be someone in an office that can say, you know what, there's this feeling and we want to ban it. You're not allowed to feel that feel. That feel isn't for you. 
if you have that feeling, we're going to send you to jail. No, stop banning my inner thoughts and my inner feelings. That's that's not right. That's total bullshit. You shouldn't be banning feelings. So that's my stance on that one. Oh, and the John Wayne stuff, uh, completely true. John Wayne does give blowjobs. He's a ghost. He gave me one last night. Come in my room. Ghost blowjob, just like in Ghostbusters. Speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. Confer- another nice. caller, yeah. another week confirming that John Wayne was closeted. Yeah. So a couple uh, episodes ago, Leroy, we had a caller call in and say that uh, her friend's husband got uh, divorced because his wife came in and saw John Wayne giving him a blowjob. Nice. And so we confirmed that rumor. Multiple callers have called in to confirm that rumor. <laughs> that their grandmothers, in fact, had the similar story to tell. Or their great aunt in some cases, but a lot of grandmothers are are whispering about this for a long time now. Yeah, it's more but, disturbing yeah. that he's a homewrecker than yeah, you know, yeah, he's a terrible like, person. That's, that's upsetting. Oh. oh, also, um, like Mike Gams thought there's a conspiracy. I I didn't think there's a conspiracy. I think the government's as dumb as we are. Like we <laughs> we tell they they get their cues from us. That's pretty much what I believe. But, oh, yeah. you know, speaking of conspiracies, I did I do have one more call. I I just realized I have this one last call I wanted to play. This is really fascinating. And on that conspiracy note, I want to play this because someone called in to talk about the oil pipeline leaks that happened, like the Keystone uh, XL pipeline that they're trying to put through. And we talked about how there was a leak, an oil spill in Yellowstone National Park. That was in 2015, and people, I said, look it up, and they did, and they posted the articles, and they said, wow, we didn't know about this. It's buried. It's buried in the in the headlines. No one talked about this. This guy called in to talk about why these leaks occur, because I thought that was really weird that a leak would occur on land, uh, because the complexity of putting a pipe on land is way, way lower than under the sea, where you would expect accidents to occur. But listen to this guy. So the thing is, with the pipelines and all the stuff that we've got going over all these lands are underwater and stuff like that. I have it on good authority because it's part of my fucking job to know this stuff, that all of the damage and all the leaks and all those things caused have been absolutely intentional. It's all been done for a reason against us. I'm not trying to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist. I just know what I can have access to and what I can read the reports on. It's not good shit, and I honestly wish that everyone would just kind of take their safety into consideration. Think about what the state of the world is, and think about you know, why people would want to damage the infrastructure like that to not only destabilize our economy, but also make us fight each other. Just some words for wisdom, some food for thought. Everyone stay safe. I love the show, and I want to keep listening to it. Thanks, guys. Really interesting stuff. So he's essentially saying that these leaks that occur might be sabotage for the contractors. So the contractors can go go in there and just fix them and then continually make jobs for them. That's not what he said. He what did you what did you get from that call? He literally said the reason they want to destroy the infrastructure is so that we all fight amongst each other. Well, that too. There's there's what do multiple you mean that reasons. Too? Is it which is it? Do they want us to f- kill each other? Do they want to hire more contractors to build more shit? No, but he also said it's to, it's also to make money. Uh, right. But what good is money if all of society is eating each other in the street? Well, that's that's one. Well, it's two retarded of it. points of view up uh, that contradict each other. So you got to pick one. No, it's not. It's yeah, not it necessarily is. because I'll tell you, it's a. It all comes down to money, Rucka. Because if you destabilize society and you have the oil prices go oh up, God, guess man, what that that does? It's more money. Moron. You, what what does money buy if society is money is only worth something in an orderly society? Nobody's arguing that these people are smart, Rucka. They're just evil. That's the point. You know, it's also not necessarily destroying society. It's not 
taking us back to the Stone Age and all that. It's just having all of us keep busy fighting with each other while they're making the money, I think. is What kind are of, they going to do with that money if we're all eating each other? That's well, hopefully the thing. By then all this all... is is just a distrust of the company. That's all it is. We just like, but people need to pick one. Is it is it greedy government slash big business lining their pockets with cash or is it? The government, a.k.a. the man wanting us to fucking turn into cannibals. Like, which is it? It can't be both. Well, it can. No, and it, it, uh, yes, it can't. Because they're, you're presuming oh that they care ab- about society and what happens to it. If they have that no, money. If you if they're so selfish and they want to get rich at our expense and laugh while we fucking devour each other, then why do they want us to kill each other? If Like, what are they going to spend that money on if, if if society no longer exists? It's not what all or nothing. What can you buy with that money? It's not all or nothing, Rucka. It's like Leroy it's was saying. Shades of you, gray. Yeah, you can, have, you can have society destabilized where it's profitable for you, but not... How is it profitable if society's falling apart? Look at what happened in Iraq when we invaded Iraq. It caused oil oil speculators to... The, the price of oil went through the roof because there's turmoil in the Middle East, and that could potentially cause interruptions to the pipeline, and, and oil prospectors, speculators, make lots of money. That destabilize society, but not to the point to the brink of collapse. Like there's a there's a middle ground between uh, complete anarchy and apocalypse. Right. I'm not that familiar with 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 Iraq, but I know that in order for those oil companies to spend the money, they need to have America exist and not turn into fucking The Walking Dead Part Two. Right. There's yeah. a huge middle ground between apocalypse. All right. Okay. And, okay. And, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Alex Jones and his good friend <laughs> fucking uh, whatever the other guy's name the is. Fat uh, the fat one. Uh, no. You're, no, you're, it's you're, Alex. You're, you're big bones. <laughs> oh. He <laughs> called himself that. Wow. Bad, bad He called form. himself that. You didn't that. have to agree. My bad. Who, I, who is I, Al- I disagree with the statements I recently made. I agree completely <laughs> with the callers. I hate Dom. I love Domino's. I hate uh, capitalism and the United States. I hope we are all uh, soon eaten alive by one another in the name of of uh, equality. Thank you, Maddox, for bringing this caller to my attention. Let's move on to the debate. There we go. That's what I like to hear. He's a government. A, reason, a reasonable man, Rucka Rucka, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Now we finally have this on video so people can see whether or not you're actually saying it. All right. Uh, moving on, though. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some headlines as always, but joining me again is my first hand-on staff moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. There it is. And Leroy Patterson, our guest this week. Let's hear his. There you go. And we got Mikey Bolts, Swagmaster in Chief. Wrong! There's Mikey's buzzer. If any of these, if any of these fine gentlemen hear anything they disagree with, Throughout this episode, if I say something wrong, if they just want to chime in, if they want to cut each other off, you know what? Let's just open it up. Fair You're going to hear these buzzers. But moving on to the debate. Recently, a man named Steve Stevens broadcast a live video to Facebook titled Easter Day Slaughter, in which he filmed himself shooting a 74-year-old man named Robert Godwin point blank as it was being published live to Facebook. And by the way, guys, let me tell you this. If you haven't seen this video, don't watch it. It's just, it's as awful as it sounds, probably a little bit worse than you can imagine. It's just sad. And you see this this poor guy, Robert Godwin, the 74-year-old man, who just looks like the kindest soul. He just, you see this guy, and you see people sometimes, and you think that they look like nice people. And you can tell someone looks nice. This guy was one of those dudes. Very, very tragic. Don't look up the video. But many people were outraged, and op-ed pieces were published everywhere, from the New York Times, Washington Post, Time, and just about every major newspaper. It took Facebook two hours to take it down. Two hours. And by then, it had racked up over 150,000 views. And by the way, we should mention that these are Facebook views, 
So realistically, probably about twenty five thousand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to Time, this isn't the first time this happened. Actually, in February, a nineteen year old Marina Lonina was sentenced to nine months in prison after pleading guilty to obstructing justice after she live streamed her seventeen year old friend getting raped by a man last year using the social media app Periscope. She didn't call nine one one because she was documenting the crime with her cell phone. So this this is something that's becoming a problem. And this is from, here's a clip of what Mark Zuckerberg said. This is from NPR. And they interviewed a Stanford professor about this. Uh, really interesting debate. But listen to this clip from NPR. We will keep doing all we can to prevent tragedies like this from happening. But what more can Facebook do? It's in a complicated position. On the one hand, its users want to be free to express themselves, and yet they do want some protection. Daphne Keller is a law professor at Stanford University. Half the time it's, oh no, Facebook didn't take something down, and we think that's terrible, they should have taken it down. And the other half of the time is, oh no, Facebook took something down and we wish they hadn't. For example, last year, there was outrage when Facebook took down a post of an iconic Vietnam War photo of a naked girl running from a napalm attack. So that leads us to the debate this week, because Facebook and some of these large media companies can do something about this to algorithmically prevent this stuff from appearing. And what that means for people who aren't familiar, algorithmically means just that a computer program or artificial intelligence, something will try to scan whatever you're posting, detect any kind of inappropriate content, like live murders, that sort of thing, suicides, and try to prevent it from appearing in the feed. Now, that's going to be the debate this week. Should we allow algorithmic censorship? This is your chance to vote on the topic before you listen to the debate. Madcastmedia.com. We're going to do a before and after and see what you guys think if we persuade your opinion one way or the other. Leroy, as our guest this week, I want to give you a first stab at a side of the debate. Do you think that we should allow algorithmic censorship or not? I'm against it. You're in against its, in it? In its current state, I'm against it. Okay, why is that? I, I don't think it's smart enough yet uh-huh. to be able to filter out it's too much of like a like a shotgun blast when when more like uh, medical you know like a precision like a yeah. scalpel. You need a scalpel you need rather a scalpel than to a really shotgun. just quickly take it out instead of like oh that could be bad blam. It's gone. Okay, all right. I think it's it's too much of a of a censorship that I'm comfortable with. Okay, it's too much censorship potentially. But what is the fallout of having these videos come out on stream and seeing having millions potentially of people watching mm-hmm. a live suicide happen or a rape occur, these horrific crimes, right. or a point-blank murder of this man? Could it embolden other people, copycat people, because they see this happening, these yeah. videos get lots of views, it racks it up. Mike, you're, you're, you're nodding yes. Well, what yeah. do you think? I, think? I think it looks like you don't have a grasp on your platform. Yeah, you don't have a grasp on it. Get your shit together, Mark Zuckerberg. Are we talking about Facebook deleting shit or just hiding it in the algorithm? If you hide it or delete it, I think functionally it's the same thing, isn't it? Sort of, but I mean, deleting it is like taking a stand saying, like, this cannot be on our website. Hiding it algorithmically is basically what Facebook already does, which is if you don't give them money to prom- to promote <laughs> it, to boost it, oh. nobody will ever see it. Well, I that's... swear to God, Facebook literally will not let anyone see your post until you pay them. That That is an interesting point Rucka just brought up. And we're, we're going to talk about that at length because it's really, really, it's essentially the, what they're already doing that. Yeah. They're already doing algorithmic censorship and they are preventing you from seeing certain content unless the content creators pay for that. Mm-hmm. Now, they can potentially do that with these type of live events. And you're saying it's, it may be too much censorship, but the fallout of it, if it emboldens copycat criminals, if it emboldens people to commit suicide and they want that glory, they want to go out in um, 
you know, glorified on social media, having this vi- this clip go viral. I'm afraid what's coming is going to be worse because after Columbine, Col- mm-hmm. the Columbine shooting in, in America, it seemed like you just had this precipitous moment in school shootings that happened because right. they got it was sensationalized. So many people saw this. So many people heard about it and it became a thing. It, it became part of our lexicon. And that wasn't, you know, it wasn't unprecedented before, but that type of attention was unprecedented. And now we have that occurring again. Is the risk of this emboldening other copycat criminals greater than the risk of censoring some pieces of content that you might want to post on there? What do you think? I just fear that if you give someone too much control over something like that, one, you never get it back. Um, It's incredibly unfortunate that these things happen. Well, they have complete control anyway now. Right, right, right. Who are we giving? Who's who's giving control to who over what in in this statement? Facebook and and whoever they... I mean, it it could be used to censor protests or anything that doesn't quite fit with what they're wanting. I I think that a lot of unfortunate things can happen um and then have so far name one unfortunate thing well like the the shooting i mean okay that, I, I'm, that I'm, checks I'm, out that's <laughs> <laughs> no when you say and like if, if, terrible, you, if you give them control over something you don't get it back like who who's give facebook control give yeah the shooter yeah, yeah. control no 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 yeah facebook. i'm sorry uh, yeah, so give. in so do you like maddox believe that facebook is public property and they should like facebook doesn't own their themselves no, I think I think. <laughs> okay, let's. My opinion is more nuanced than that. But go on, uh, Leroy. What are you gonna say? No, I I think while they do have the right to remove whatever they want by but doing it through an algorithm, it gives too much opportunity for for non-offensive stuff to get held back as well. Well, here's the thing, though, Leroy. Have you ever been browsing Facebook and all of a sudden you see this ad pop up that is so fucking targeted to you? Oh yeah. It's like it's like, hey, do you need? Do you need brown beard beard dye? It's like, yes. How the fuck do you know I need <laughs> brown asshole. beard dye, assholes? Yeah. And, and and then like for example, it happened to me. It, it, there's been a few times in my life where ads were so targeted to me mm-hmm. that it worked immediately, and I bought exactly the product mm-hmm. they're they're paying to advertise. One of them, there's this game on PlayStation and play. I think it was PlayStation Two called Katamari Damacy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Katamari Damacy, and it's this game where you roll this giant ball, blah blah blah. There's a character in the game called the King of Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of it. I saw this pillow show up in my newsfeed. It's like, here's a King of Cosmos pillow. I'm like, holy fuck, I need this right now. I don't care what the price is. I clicked on it, whatever. I didn't even look at the price. I just add to my shopping cart, purchase. That was the most effective ad. It hit me in all the right spots at the right time, and I wanted it so bad, and I ordered it, and I'm happy with it. I love what this product. What a nightmare. <laughs> you know, Which I'm totally okay with, with using it for advertising. I'd rather see stuff that pertains to me than stuff that doesn't. Well, the point is, Leroy, all right, that they are so they're getting so good at targeting mm-hmm. specifically these niche things, right? That I think that the censorship argument can be diminished. You get you know, you might get some false positives, but the overall benefit is you avoid glorifying this kind of bullshit. So, maybe algorithmic censorship is the way to go. I see what you're saying. Yeah. For sure. What do yeah. you mean? How it how it how does this uh how does this type of violent shit get hidden? Well, I'm saying that that the algorithmic censorship, Leroy's argument was that it's not good enough. It might get too many false positives and lead to censorship. And my argument is that they're getting really good at it. And we're going to get to a point like technology is only going to get mm-hmm. better. Eventually, we're, it'll get there for sure. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And just right now, this moment. No, I don't right, think we're right. quite there yet. Does that address your... Uh, I'm, no, I'm, we're a little bit all over the place. But OK, so we're, we're debating if Facebook should 
be using mm-hmm. algorithmic censorship? Yeah. Okay. To prevent things like the shooting and from being seen, from being from seen from and hitting, published yeah. and broadcast. Yeah. Because this outraged a lot of people. People really upset that this this first of all that it happened. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna say, Mike? Let me say that I think they can use transcripts from what the person in the video is saying just as triggers alone. No pun intended. It, because uh, they would have thank you they would have uh, known that the guy was saying i'm gonna kill some i'm gonna kill somebody i'm gonna kill this dude right here this old guy right here if there was a way to like transcript some way of i don't think it's that hard to do if it's well, a movie trailer or if yeah. it's something if it, it's a play i think if, if you're on sketch i think if you're in a live yeah. video in front of x amount of people there should be standards because you can do anything right <laughs> Well, then, then, Mikey, that leads to, should we allow live acts to occur? Should we allow anyone to do anything live? Like, should we um, not let people go to, like, the Hollywood Walk of Fame and, like, do anything live? Because people are also watching that. Um, should we then just have, like, a filter on reality and just prevent people from... Are we... When you say we, do you mean, like, by law? Or do you mean, should Facebook censor should it? Facebook or? censor life. Okay, I, li- yeah. I, I like how you're, you're referring to yourself as Facebook. Like, you've already in your mind decided that, like, you own Facebook and you make de- we, collectively, we are all we, Facebook. aka you, yeah. uh, decide what, what Facebook need to do with their own their own website. I mean, look, man, we, we're, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. Well, but. You know, we're talking about somebody getting on Facebook and murdering somebody and, like, obviously, it should be illegal, right? It's, 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 a, it's murder, it's, it's I, I feel like... Uh, broadcasting a murder over the internet should be illegal no matter which website it's on? Am, am I missing something here? Well, first of all... Uh, we're talking about an, algorithm? Like, what are we talking about algorithm when it comes to murder on a uh, murder video? Well, that's that's an interesting point, Rucka. In that NPR article that I quoted earlier, that I played that clip from, they went on to discuss this, and I think that Stanford professor said that it's not illegal to broadcast a murder. So Facebook, just by doing this, they didn't do anything wrong. The crime itself is illegal, but the broadcast of the crime is not. Because if it were, think about it, there would be no news coverage. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able since to show. Bud Wire. You yeah. Know, like, there, it's like, been happening since I've then. never seen a murder on the news. You don't have to. But I'm talking about crime. Broadcasting crimes is not illegal. If, you, if it was, you wouldn't be able to even show someone running a red light. That's a crime. Yeah, so, but I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about murder. Like uh, when murders, you're when yeah. you're when you uh, shoot a movie, like right. you're not allowed to hurt or kill animals. Like Correct. even if a, yeah. if an actor like kills a mosquito, yeah. they can't use that footage. Um, I don't think that's a law. I think, I think that's the like like bugs and fish. Thing. I think they probably choose not it is, to. Oh. It is a law, Leroy. No, I, no. I think uh, bugs and fish are allowed. I could be wrong. Oh, bugs and fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but I don't think that it's illegal to publish to broadcast that because there's that movie Cannibal Holocaust. I think that's the movie. Uh, it's Cannibal Holocaust where they did kill animals, and that's why they out they outlawed this. They well, it's not outlawed, but they there was huge outrage and backlash. And that movie is still available. You can buy that movie today, even though they did kill animals in that movie, and that's why that footage is forbidden. And and people say, okay, no more. We're not going to kill animals in in film. But broadcasting a crime is not Ill- illegal. The crime itself is illegal. Okay, so why is this debate about the algorithmic versus just Facebook deleting it altogether? Well, because algorithmically, like Leroy was saying, is it could potentially have too many false positives. Now, here's the problem by not having algorithmic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost of human monitoring, right. right, is could be astronomical, and it could be cost prohibitive, and it could stifle growth on the platform. So Facebook and Twitter and all these companies, uh, Snapchat, if they had to invest in human resources 
to monitor these feeds to make mm -hmm. sure that we don't have any false positives. Well, then, first of all, you're relying on the personal experiences of that sensor. And then you're going to have basically, a, 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 what, what do they call it in Russia? The, the censorship board? The czar of censorship, essentially, right? Something like that? I don't know. Whatever it is you're trying to bring over here is, is what they call it. <laughs> but well, by the way, what's a, false, what's a false positive? A false positive is like when Mikey was talking earlier about having a transcript being read in real time uh, and scanned for certain keywords like, I'm going to kill this person. Just now, what I said, that sentence could trigger that transcript. And this is a podcast where we're having a debate about that discussion. Okay, so a false positive is when certain words... Uh, yes. trigger the system to hide it or and or delete it correct okay yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, something that's not offensive will be considered offensive and hidden from everyone yeah. false positive that's meaning false it's positive. not really what it appears to be it's just out of context yes so well, like on the, the, the system side, deletes it right on the flip side to that you're going to need almost as many people to fix all the incorrect flags and you're going to have content creators annoyed that they have to wait for this it's the same thing with youtube where a video will go viral and then something, a false positive will hit on that video and they'll lose out on all that viral video revenue. Right. And then by the time someone at YouTube finally gets back to them, who cares? Because now it, the video's gotten most of its views. Right. And they lose out on, on a lot of that. So like, like from a content creator perspective too, yeah. it's kind of scary that if I made something with a gun, it could be triggered. That's correct. Yeah. Now, I look, I agree with that point. Leroy, you're doing a good job of this debate so far. All right. <laughs> I chose a hard side. I'll admit you, that, you but... did. You did. But I'm about to blow your ass out oh, with this, <laughs> with this next argument. This is this is it, buddy. All right. You thought Papa John gave you diarrhea? Wait till you oh. get this load. All right. Here's the argument that's going to sink this ship. Okay. That story I talked about at the beginning in February of this year, that girl, Marina Lonina was her name. Mm -hmm. On Periscope, she videotaped her friend getting raped. Horrible. And she, she spent nine months in prison for it, and she should, mm -hmm. because she was essentially an accessory to that, that crime. Sure. But then you start to think about journalists and whether or not they are allowed to report on a crime and show a crime without calling 911. The reason she cited in court oh. that she didn't call 911 is because she was using her cell phone to record the footage. So if she stopped recording the footage, she gets rid of evidence of the crime. So she wait, she did the the assessment in her mind. This is, I guess, the argument that was made. And she continued recording rather than call the police. So that's, that's a difficult decision. Now, if we have algorithmic censorship, okay? And I think part of the reason, I think the attorneys argued that the reason she did this was because she wanted the views. She wanted the live mm. hits. She wanted her, she wanted the attention. She wanted to be glorified for catching this crime on film or whatever or, and not calling the police. She wanted that, right? We are giving people dopamine hits. Dopamine oh, is yeah. the chemical that's released in your mind when you feel satisfied, right? It's the reward mm. trigger. Trigger! And she felt that when she was recording this crime. Mm. So if we have algorithmic censorship and she knows well ahead of time that whatever crime or crappy thing that she's recording that she's going to live broadcast mm -hmm. is going to be censored anyway, it may encourage people like her to call the police next time rather than record a rape. What do you think of that, Leroy? It's a tough one. It's That's a great right. area. I thought the reason she was... Uh, <laughs> Blew your ass out. <laughs> the reason she was videotaping was so it'd be evidence, right? Well, that that was an argument that was made unsuccessfully. Um, she, her, I think her attorneys may have tried to argue that it was evidence, but that wasn't the reason. It it sounded like I think in court. I mean, she she eventually got convicted as an accessory and spent time in court. I don't know the full details of it, but that could that argument could be made that you were trying to record evidence. But then again, 
I think, is it more important to record evidence of a crime occurring or to try to stop it? Well, What's thanks to important? new Apple's new multitasking feature, you don't have to choose Maddox. <laughs> you know so what? technically... Yeah. You know what, Mikey? <laughs> Samsung phones have had that shit for years and you get no credit. LG has split screen. You can call the police and record for evidence. All right. By the way, like, I'm not saying everybody needs to be a hero, but, like, if you see somebody getting raped, like, don't you want to kind of intervene in some capacity? Step in and stop like, it, right. At least right. push them off and, yeah, I don't know, like, just kind of standing there deciding between calling the cops and, and videotaping it? Yeah. Was this, like, fucking Mr. T raping somebody? Because if it was, like, he should be arrested. I'm well, not, like... I'll, I'm going to tell you an interesting experience that I had on Periscope. I, I don't really use Periscope anymore, but it, it was really disturbing one night. Mm. And I, I kind of saw this like um, horrible new world we're going in. This guy on Periscope was broadcasting this chick in like various states of undress. And she seemed either really drunk or on the verge of passing out, maybe too tired. And he kept like, you know, lifting her, her shirt and stuff. And she had her bra on, whatever. And people, you know, there were a lot of creeps in there who were like, yeah, man, take her top off. I'm like, no, don't fucking take her top off. She looks like she's on the verge of passing out. That's sexual assault, fuckface. And I reported it. The stream went dead. And I assumed that someone had taken action. Not so. That was not the case. Because a few minutes later, stream came back up. Same guy. And he's like, hey, I'm going to take her top off. And I'm like, dude, she looks like she's either she's about to pass out. Don't fucking take her top off. Right. Uh, so I took a screenshot of this guy's face. I tried to look at his map, like his GPS, whatever, tried to find out where he was. Right. Find out this guy's location to try to call the police on this guy. And I couldn't find it. It was very difficult. I even took a screenshot of his face as close up as I could and did an um, Google image search oh, to yeah. try to ID this guy. Yeah. Couldn't find this guy's info. The stream went dead again because I reported it. And I think at this point, like multiple people were starting to report this guy. Right. And... The stream went dead, but then it came back up a few minutes later. And then he started to take her bra off. I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck you. And then she kind of like started to stir and awake. Mm. And I wasn't sure if it was like if she was in on it or what was going on. But it was it was really disturbing. Yeah, really fucked up. I didn't like anything that happened. And the argument against... Now, this is another argument that's going to blow your ass out, Leroy. But the <laughs> argument against <laughs> algorithmic censorship is that humans, they don't even have to hire humans to do this monitoring. They can have real citizens like me watching this stuff and reporting mm. it. But I did. I did that. I yeah. did my due diligence. I went above and beyond. I, I don't think anyone watching that stream was trying to do what I was doing. Take him down, yeah. Take him down, like, <laughs> to the level that I did. I'm a fucking hero. I'm a RoboCop. Right. Robo Maddox. So anyway, so I saw this thing happening. It was disturbing, and I tried to report it. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So we may need algorithmic censorship, because when you try to do the right thing, and it still doesn't work. Yeah. It may be too late. You know, even even just trying. I went above and beyond trying to track this guy down, and I couldn't get the police involved right. fast enough. So we may be to the point where it's past. We can't police everyone. That's true. As the internet grows, and the amount of people who are using it and broadcasting live live journalism, live material like this, it's not not even journalism, just live events. It's a problem that we may need policing for. So the argument is. If it's hidden algorithmically, the guy won't have incentive to to broadcast it to begin with. Yeah, maybe he was doing it for attention. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's, it's not going to prevent all rapes or all sexual assaults, right. but yeah. if it prevents some percentage of those, the guys who are doing it to glorify it and to, and for percentage right. for, uh, for I mean, alternately, the fact that it was broadcast allows his crime to be witnessed, and therefore people can report it the best they can. They can people see it. 
like the guy's kind of telling on himself by broadcasting it. So in a way, having criminals uh, seen on Facebook and Periscope is in a way going to help catch them, right? Yeah, but you're avoiding the argument that I made, which is that crime may not have occurred if it wasn't incentivized by attention. That's true. What you said is true of the crimes that were going to necessarily occur. If that rape was going to occur, whether he was recording it or not, it's better that it's recorded so we have evidence, right? I mean, I you know, I feel it feels like this is turning into uh, the movie Minority Report where like we're trying to like uh, solve crimes before they occur and arrest people. It's like I don't know, like I I don't know who's going to do what. I can't predict the future. I can say if somebody's uh you know, it's like when those kids in Chicago, I mean, they were I, I hate to even call them kids because that's what the that was used as an excuse for their behavior when the, those guys in Chicago kidnapped the mentally ill guy and tortured him yeah um like somebody was like people were saying like oh it's so stupid that they broadcast that they live stream it what a stupid move and i was just kind of like i'm you know like i'm kind of glad they they yeah streamed this so that they're caught so that this kid was saved what if they, it was just four crazy people uh, abusing somebody for for days on end they, they might have just killed him altogether so rucka is leading us to a really interesting point in this mm-hmm. debate leroy do you have because I have a real, I have a real strong argument on your side of the debate oh, that hey. could that could sink my my battleship here. It blow won't your ass. I, yeah, yeah, but it's not gonna blow out my ass, okay. Leroy. My ass, is, my ass is made of steel. Get some of that Papa chrome, John's. Chrome plated. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk. It may even be able to digest that bullshit. But do you, what other arguments do you want to make about this? You're you're saying that algorithmic censorship is bad. We should not do it, right? Um, in its current state, yes. In its current state, okay. Do you have any um, other arguments? I, you I do make? think that in the in even the near future. It will be good enough to where it's not going to have as many false positives. It, it, it's it's a tough debate because there, I'm sure there are a number of people who wouldn't have done those acts had they not had an audience. But I also think that a large number of the people who do have an audience would have still done that act. And we would have had no evidence to prosecute them. Okay, well, there you go. That Leroy, you're, you basically got to the gist of the, the counter-argument I had against me. You know what? We're going to do this. We're going to talk about the other side of the debate here. Because I do want to talk about this. This is an argument I had down. It could tip off police and investigators to where a crime is happening. Okay, so if you have algorithmic censorship, Rucka was kind of bringing this up, is that it either hides or deletes, which is functionally the same. Mm-hmm. It, if it hides that footage from your newsfeed, right? then that video is quietly removed or censored, and crime investigators might not know that that evidence of the crime even exists. Mm-hmm. So if that crime occurs and that person is caught, if they're trying to prosecute that person, it'd be really convenient to have that footage, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? But if they don't even know it exists, if it's just algorithmically stored away in a database somewhere and no one ever sees it, yeah. well, what the fuck is the point? So that's, that's an argument for your, for your side, and you, you basically hit it. I got one more though, Leroy. Oh, 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 you got anything go. else? Because I got one more. This might this might be the this might be the one. One Why? thing that I worry too is that it would allow people. Okay, let, let's say something like the Black Lives Matter movement is censored. Something happens, some event happens, and then Facebook deems them uh, offensive, right? And not and so all of that is blocked out, and it it continues to block stuff that Facebook may not agree with anymore, and politically or or socially, yeah. And so it creates its own echo chamber of the narrative that it wants to put out. Correct. Is yeah. my concern, too. That, could, that eventually... It, it could know, have a chilling effect on free speech. Mm-hmm. So so not just Black Lives Matter. Let's say there's a Milo Yiannopoulos event, yeah, right? Yeah. Or Ann Coulter was recently going to speak mm-hmm. at Berkeley and 
I think she just got allowed again to speak it there. But uh, if if they if they then target certain things as hate speech, mm-hmm. right, or or speech that may incite violence, then you're definitely going down the path of censorship. Yeah. What did you want to say, Rucka? Uh, just on the topic of like, so I think the internet, like Facebook and YouTube, used to be be much more just like a free for all, like whatever people chose to watch and share got more views, and then what didn't didn't they were like there was like the algorithm didn't play that big of a role and like i wonder if uh if like a good friend of the show tim pool like would he have ever blown up in today's uh in today's environment like would his periscope stream get buried by the algorithm because it had to do with protests and violence that's an interesting question because tim pool is one of the is like a forefront of of uh, citizen journalism and he's actually become since a a legit journalist he's like you know that's his job that's what he does he created vice news uh, oh, yeah, that's an yeah, interesting, yeah. Well, he helped create it. He helped it create it. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it basically led to the creation of Vice News. Yeah. What he did, but uh, and by the way, guys, I just did a, a live stream with Tim Pool uh, a couple days ago, and we did our first ever pilot broadcast of a live show. This is something we've been wanting to do for a while now. I'll post it on the website because it was our pilot. It was our very first time doing this. The first uh, couple minutes, we have some technical difficulties figuring the audio out, so you know you can skip ahead, but. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think of that. And we're recording this episode as well. We're, we're recording a, our first ever video footage of a me? taping. That's right. Oh. Including you, Leroy. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. About? Feels kind of weird. Not going <laughs> to lie. Like, feels weird. Like, it's like a different, it's different. But, like, I think we if we choose to stick with this, we can get you, I can get used to it and, right. like, get used to it. Like, right now, it's a little bit like... It's something's a little bit different. You feel like it. little skeezers. A little bit like little skeezers is watching. <laughs> like Mike Illich is gonna is gonna make me drive downtown and and interrogate me for forty five minutes until I admit to uh, leaving out the back door. That's crazy. Admit That's you crazy rolled your eyes. Dude, I think little skeezers was in like Fortune five hundred as one of the worst companies to work for. I believe it. Yeah, shitty pizza. By um, the way, rest your soul, Mike Illich. We miss you very much. Detroit loves you. You you own the Red Wings and the Tigers and the Lions and Bears. Oh, oh my! <laughs> but your pizza shop has always been, or has mostly always been. They might have been okay before the hot and sloppy, cold and old five dollar deal. <laughs> but Little Skeezers in the two thousands oh and beyond God. is a shit company. And I'm sorry if that means we're now going to get buried by the algorithm because YouTube has always <laughs> been in the pocket of of big shitty pizza. Be careful not to lump Domino's into that because it's not oh, no. shitty. No, no, Domino's runs YouTube. Make no mistake. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but uh, one other point. Back to the debate. I'm mo- I'm moderating the moderator here. <laughs> back to the debate. Back to the debate. Oh, back to the debate. Yeah. Um, Leroy, one argument that was just low hanging fruit that you didn't pick up off the ground. Mm-hmm. It was basically touching the ground, buddy. Is because they mention it in that NPR piece, which is it can't detect historical context or newsworthiness of an image. So that uh, Vietnamese image that was that Vietnamese photo. Although you did talk about false positives, so I guess uh, I'll give like I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. And then here is one last argument that you could have used to sink my battleship. One torpedo. This is a silver torpedo to my werewolf battleship. <laughs> Think about that analogy. But here's one. Listen to this. Do we want our communication platforms to have computerized surveillance? And if so, should we have to extend that to other communication platforms like the telephone or even journalism? So if we're if we're suddenly saying, okay, Facebook should have the responsibility and maybe even it should be a law to have algorithmic censorship, mm-hmm. why not phone calls? Because you could hear a crime. You could mm-hmm. witness a crime happening over the phone. You could hear a rape. You could hear a murder mm-hmm. happening 
Why is video footage? Why why are we having a double standard for video footage? Or security cameras. Or security cameras. There you mm -hmm. go. Should security cameras censor the shit? Or is it only if it's broadcast in a, in a wide medium? And if it's mm -hmm. broadcast, if that's the test on whether or not mm -hmm. we should censor crimes for being broadcast, what about news? Do we then have to hold news to that same standard? If a newscaster catches a crime on camera and they don't call 911, are they then culpable like this girl was? who broadcast the rape on Periscope. And again, I don't know all the details of that. But if a news broadcaster records a crime happening, I don't think I've ever heard of a case where they recorded the crime happening and the journalist went to jail for not calling 911. Because it's presumed that that's their job mm -hmm. and nobody says that's illegal and nobody suggests that there should be any kind of algorithmic censorship to the news or to telephones or to any other broadcast medium. Mm -hmm. So... There you go. Those are the arguments. I think that I think we did a damn good job of this debate. I want to hear what you guys think now listening to this debate before and after. Because I think there was a lot of compelling cases made on both mm -hmm. sides of the debate. It's tough. It's a gray area. Yeah. Great job on this debate. Who knew wrestlers were uh, so well-spoken, though? Not <laughs> me. I'm telling you, Leroy's a smart guy. Leroy is a jack-of-all-trades, real smart guy. But speaking of smart guys, Rocket, do you have a wrap-up for us? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I, I better. Okay, I already got the little Caesars <laughs> rant out of my system. Yeah, okay, twice. Facebook, listen. Critically <laughs> um, acclaimed wrap-up. It, it is. It's the mm -hmm. Rocket wrap-up. I kind of touched on this earlier, but Mark Zuckerberg, you really are just a pathetic human being, okay? I, I saw that movie about your life with Justin Timberlake. Uh, oh, yeah. The guy from Napster gave you the idea to call it Facebook instead of the Facebook. When when are we going to make a movie about the time me and Maddox met at a pool party and yeah. said, hey, dude, uh, what, what's your name? What, what are you doing later? Oh, yeah, cool. I, you know, I think I think Mikey Boltz was at that same party. I think so, too. This but is an interesting... We didn't know him yet. Yeah, well, we I didn't, didn't know... know you. You didn't know me, and we didn't know him. And who Which party was it? Uh, it was at full screen at VidCon like two years ago. Pool party at VidCon 2015. And yeah. we heard you were there, too. I was. So at one point, all three of us were in the same room together, and we didn't know that fate would bring us together, and we'd be doing a weekly podcast again. And there's, a, there's an old f uh, picture of... Uh, of the uh, Kurt Cobain and the bass player from Nirvana uh, sitting, posing for a picture, and off to the side, Dave Grohl is sitting, looking in a different direction, and they they didn't know each other yet. Wow, there's an old picture of them. Uh, that's kind of like that's uh, dope. was that at VidCon too? Yeah, that was at VidCon, <laughs> was at VidCon 1981. Yeah. Actually, best VidCon yet, to be really? honest. I mean, it hasn't been the same since. Anyway, uh, so Mark Zuckerberg, like, what the fuck? It's, you're just such a like that movie, dude. You have no game with that one girl. You, 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 you know, you, uh, you got mad and you went off to create the biggest website ever to get revenge and show her that you are good enough, and she still doesn't like you. And look, I, I get it. Like, my whole entire career has been driven by rejection. I understand. Where would Maddox be if, if girls were into him? I, I understand, dude. But, dude, it's like you had the good thing going for you. Facebook was completely overtaking Twitter. Like, people were flocking to Facebook with the new video feature. People that had given up on Facebook that were calling it antiquated were, were coming back to it. It was, the, oh, the, the new YouTube, the new video, the new Periscope, the new video this, the new picture place, the new place to connect. And then what? You decided like a fucking moron, oh, the only way people should have their shit seen is if they pay us. You want content creators to pay you? Are you so fucking stupid? Is that in your little fucking uh, letter, open letter you wrote to your newborn daughter? What's her name? Max? 
Who names their daughter Max? Or is it Alex? Who names their daughter that and then fucking writes an open letter? Oh, dear daughter, we want you to be a good citizen of the earth and, and treat everybody with respect. Are you treating your, your fucking customers and your, your clients with respect? Fucking content creators? People who bitch about YouTube treating content creators like shit? Fucking Mark Cuckerberg treats us like garbage, dude. I, I don't... Like, why would you anyone want anything to do with Facebook at this point in time, dude? It's such fucking garbage. You need to pay them to have your shit seen. You pay Facebook. You're bringing them content. You're bringing an audience to their shit website, and then they want you to pay them to have your shit seen. And somebody's gonna say, "Oh, Rucka, you're you're paying them to boost it. You're paying them to promote." No. You're literally paying them to bring it up to an even playing field. They will actively hide your content. They Facebook, let me be very clear. Facebook prevents anyone from seeing your content unless you give Facebook money. They used to have uh, uh, words for that, a uh, phrase for that, a name for that in the days of Al Capone. Yeah. You know, they used to have words for that ba- back in the glory days of the Armenian mafia. But uh, now they just call it uh, boosting your content on Facebook. Uh-huh. So thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. You, you now... Now uh, have a, a lovely place alongside Mike Illich in the annals of a wonderful businessman who had it all going for them and decided to ruin their product because Little Caesars at one point in time uh, was actually giving us decent pizza and someone had the brilliant idea to throw it all away. So thank you, Mike Illich, and thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, and thank you, Maddox, for allowing me to uh, deliver that wonderful wrap-up. It's a rucker wrap-up. Yeah. I like Facebook. I still use it a lot. Leroy, get out of here. We're shitting on this. This is the part of the show we shit on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Facebook. We'll get to the liking Facebook. I found a way around the algorithm, so it's cool. I could promote my shit. All right, we're going to talk. Yeah, we are. I need help with this, guys. Ed Rank Rank is a bitch, and there are ways around it if if you're smart. But uh, yeah, like I said, I need help with this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, moving on, guys, we should get to some headlines from around the web. Listen to this. Have you guys heard of this story? This is from BBC. Thai police arrested a man for smuggling semen into Laos. Did you guys hear about this? Laos? It's Laos. Is it Laos? Laos, I think. Lao. The S is silent. Is it? Laos? Right? Laos. La- I'm thinking of Tropic Thunder now, so right. I don't know the real one. Well, the people are Laotian. Laos. Laos. It's Laos. Everything's Asian. Asian. No, Laos. Haitian. Laos. Haitian, Laotian. Yeah, but not every country that ends in Asian is is Asian, like Croatian. All right, okay. What happened in Laos? Hero. Anyway, authorities found a nitrogen tank containing the vials in a man's bag when he was crossing into the border from the northern Thai town of Nang Kai. Police said the man confessed that the semen was bound for a fertility clinic in the capital of Laos. Uh, Vientiane, I don't know. I've never never said that word in my life. Laos has has seen a boom in commercial surrogacy after... Neighboring Thailand and Cambodia banned the practice. So uh, in Thailand, I didn't know this. In Thailand and Cambodia, you don't have, you can't do commercial surrogacy because I think there was a huge problem with sex trafficking or something like that. So the semen was collected from Chinese and Vietnamese men. How about that? That's a lousy situation right there. (laughs) Oh, geez. Leroy. You get a ding and a boo. I'll take it. Um, Anyway, yeah, they collected this uh, this cum from Chinese and Vietnamese. (laughs) (laughs) Vietnamese guys. Oh man! By the way, how's uh, that news? Like, what is that? St- like, what, what is? Uh, how's like, that? When, new- when they're when they're like, put that's just Mikey. If someone stole your jizz and was trying to sell it to uh, Wait, Thailand, it was stolen. You don't think? Well, he was smuggling it. Why would he have to smuggle? Oh, I guess because no, the practice is banned. I get that it's news. Yeah. I just how is it news? How is it news? 
I just, I get it. It's in BBC. It's news, man. If it's in BBC, it's news. No, I believe you. I'm what's just your saying. question? That's insane. Swagmaster, tell me. What's your question? Who's stealing? Okay. I'm done. Okay. Maybe the cum wasn't stolen. Maybe it was volunteered. Okay. You know, but it's being sold illegally. It, it's illegal jizz, guys. What makes jizz legal and illegal? <laughs> Lots of things, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's for... Uh... I need to have mine tested. That, 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 that t- that takes Make sure a, it's all legal. That's a couple semesters of law school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, the the I know I don't want to like lose our Loatian audience or anything. We we're thankful to have them, but like the the capital of Laos, what is that like? The most filthy street corner of of, of East Hollywood? Like what what's the capital of Laos look like? Just like a fucking. Like a bunch of cardboard boxes stacked over oh each other. Oh my gosh! I bet it's beautiful. The capital sure, of every, yeah. almost every major city, the capital yeah, looks pretty. Usually, yeah, I'm probably the the crazy dictator despot in charge of that wonderful country. Probably built himself a palace. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. You know, you know what? The one exception is the capital of California is Sacramento, and it's pretty much a shithole. Hey, uh, <laughs> are you from, dickhead? Are you are you from Sacktown, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I'll you do you that. like Sac- you like Sacramento? You son of a Yes, and my parents who currently reside there enjoy it as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's what I mean by that. It's boring. All right. That you you like boring though, Mike. It's getting good. Oh it's yeah, what's good, good? What's good about it? Tell me I what's look good about forward it. to the rest of my life just retiring. Co- convincing myself that Sacramento's getting there. Rucka, and then on my deathbed. Oh, I'm sorry. Um Mikey, we are in agreement here. You're basically telling me the same thing I just told you, which is it's boring. So <laughs> uh, we're uh, happy to have our Sacramentian audience. We are going to be doing a live show in Sacramento. Uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll be uh, letting the audience decide. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can find vote, a, vote on that. If we can find a venue open past 8 p.m., we'll yeah. uh, we'll definitely. Hey, yeah, should we have should we have audience vote on Sacramento? <laughs> we could yeah, do that. Yeah, let's yeah. vote on Sacramento. Well, I don't even oh, think shit. I don't think our internet that gay Japanese man doesn't know the jack shit about Sacramento. I'm sure or pizza. Oh, my he doesn't. Wrong, Rucka. He knows about pizza. How right, dare right, you? All right, we're we're happy to have our all of our Japanese fan. That is the first time we've had a caller from Japan, though. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to the story. The smuggler was a Thai national who told police he had done twelve similar trips in the past, where he would collect semen from Bangkok clinics. Bangkok clinics. Uh-huh. Taking come uh, and then transport them to a clinic in Laos. Reported the Bangkok Post newspaper. So this guy twelve times in his life. All right, if you if you had to document each day of your life, 12 times you'd have to document that you were carrying a bag of cum around. <laughs> I've got at least 15 under my belt so far. You got 15 vials of cum under your belt right no, now? No, I've done it 15 times. Oh, you've done it 15 times? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy's got to catch up. Yeah. Gotta get a hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Here's another story kind of related. This is from WLFI.com. Condom-clogged pipes lead police <laughs> to a Texas prostitution ring. Did you hear about this? No. I just found a pipe full of condoms. And they said, ha. Huh. <laughs> some, some detective was like, aha. So Whores. The, so these, so, <laughs> so these, these uh, gentlemen are paying to have sex with a condom. Yeah, man. Oh. It's a prostitution ring. I mean, Prostitutes are high risk. That's true. Sexually. I'm, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just... It just occurred to me. So uh, what happened? What were these? Uh, what was going on? Police say they cracked an Austin prostitution ring. They were led to by a drainage pipe clogged with condoms. The police affidavit filed Tuesday said that a, rea- a realty company had just taken control of a shopping center property and grew suspicious of a tenant when they found hundreds of condoms <laughs> clogging the waste disposal unit connecting the strip to the city sewer system. Now, here's the thing. If you really think about this news story, 
right? If you find hundreds of condoms clogging your your sewage pipe, they're going to they think that that's a crime that might be occurring, and they're going to investigate you. That to me is offensive, because I I like to smash a lot, yeah. and it, that's like a that's like a normal week for me. It's a teen practicing, you know. Yeah, it's it could be a teen practicing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Teens today, condoms are more readily accessible. They don't have to use socks. No, they can no. just they can just bust in a condom. Yeah, for free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that sounded that sounded like like no for no exactly. I feel bad for the plumber who is like yeah. you know he finds the first one he's yeah. like oh looks like someone was having fun mm-hmm. and then he finds the second and third and fiftieth and so he's just like I, I hate my job I'm done with today. Can also, someone else take over. All joking aside, why would you flush that shit? <laughs> why wouldn't you just throw it away? It reminds me of this uh, this guy one of my longtime friends from back home in Utah. Uh, he's one of my best friends. I was his best man at his wedding, and almost everything he does annoys me. Um, he's one of these people, and I the, this is this is gonna be another debate. I'm sure I'm I'm opening a can of worms here, but I don't like to put food down the food disposal. It's not meant for that. It's meant for peels, mm-hmm. carrot peels, potato peels, um, you know, li- a little bit of rice grain and stuff like that. But people treat that shit like a yeah. fucking oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm uh, you, they yeah. take a bite of the burrito. Let's sure. fucking jam yeah, that burrito. Oh, no. oh, a quarter a uh, half of the pizza pie is, is the Domino's. Nobody yeah. wants this. Okay, we'll just stuff it down, down the drain. Down the food as well. Yeah. It's not meant for that dipshits, especially if the food is greasy because yeah. it fucking clogs that shit, morons. <laughs> don't put chicken grease down there. Don't put turkey grease down yeah, there. Don't, don't put don't the rest of the turkey from Thanksgiving yeah. and all the bones down. People act act like it's a food shredder. They yeah. just like put it in there and like paper and then and then they're like, "Oh, why is it clogged?" It's cuz you put eggshells, coffee grinds, all that bullshit doesn't belong in a food disposal, dipshits. It's I've, just I've lived to agree with you, Maddox. I've Amen. I've pooped in it a few times. Get but, out of here. All right. <laughs> At least that shit probably you said you always have diarrhea. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, it was yeah, nice. It was smooth. It's runny, you're good. But the food disposal thing, so my friend in Utah, he never listens, right? He can't he came over to my house once and he's like we're gonna watch movies like oh i'm gonna make popcorn and i'm like all right and we i told him i'm like don't <laughs> don't use the popcorn button because it doesn't work on my microwave and it's different like popcorn buttons almost never work they they, they keep saying oh the new sensors and the, the technology and this is gonna detect it pop it just right it never fucking works just put it in for two minutes and you're done he didn't listen to us he puts the popcorn in and he, and we're, we start the movie and he's in the kitchen for like 20 minutes and we don't we don't realize he's gone because like you know like it's quiet and we're enjoying ourselves for once. So uh, he's in the kitchen for for twenty minutes, and I finally I hear the food disposal going, and it's like twelve, it's like midnight, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing running the food disposal at midnight, man? What are you doing in there? And I go in there, and his hand is down the drain, and he's punching popcorn into my fucking food disposal, and I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that, dipshit? First of all, it's greasy, and second, it's popcorn. It's not going to smell if you just throw it away. Just throw it away. It's a fucking bag full. You don't have to use water, electricity, mechanics, engineering to solve this problem. You just grab it and drop it over a bin and you're done. I'm so fucking... Throw it in the neighbor's backyard. Yeah, throw it anywhere. You you can compost it. Popcorn is the easiest thing to to get rid of. Don't use your food disposal. You know what? I'm going to give myself one of these. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say thank you to Jesse P.S. from Pot Awful. That uh, Rucka wrap up drop mm-hmm. is actually his voice yeah. from the first time he did it on this show, and he also suggested that damn son drop, uh, which we've had a lot of fun with. So thank you, Jesse from Pot Awful. Check out that. Check out Pot Awful, Cringe vs. Cringe, and Game Fart, the two other shows on this network, and we got a lot more coming. Uh, I've been so so busy with the book that finally 
finally wrapped up, is available on Amazon. I'm going to link to it on our website. Check it out. I announced the title, the mailing list you can still sign up for. But enough plugging me. How about you, Leroy? Is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Yeah, sure. All right. Go to Giphy.com. We have a ton of great apps. A lot of cool stuff on the phone. Giphy Says we just released. It's awesome. We're on all the new Samsung phones. Uh, we're integrated into the uh, uh, Apple's messaging system. It's great. Um, I'm in a music video where I'm dancing in my underwear uh, for Scout Durwood's uh, Take One Thing Off. It's releasing today, the day that this podcast goes up. Freak Show Wrestling on 429 in Vegas is going to be insane, and you need to be April, there. April 29, you're doing yes. Freak Show Wrestling. Now, that's that's what we talked about at the top of the show, yeah. where you wrestle tentacles and giant chickens. Mm-hmm. It sounds- I, I'm, in, I'm in a dating game four-way match where it's 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 a guy and a girl combination. And we, we brawl, and there's some kind of dating game theme to it. It's going to be insane. That sounds amazing. It's going to be I awesome. I, I've seen screenshots. I've been meaning to come to one of these shows, but yeah. I've seen I've seen uh, pictures. Screenshots. It's not a video <laughs> game. Uh, but I've seen pictures of these events, and it looks so much fun. You oh, guys got to check it. April 29th. We'll have to get you involved on one of them. I would, I would love to. Fun. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, this was, you said, in Vegas? April Vegas. 29th? Yeah, Las Vegas. The, uh, the it's, it's right next to Fremont Street. Oh, okay. It's oh, awesome. It's yeah, a, dude. I uh, that's where I recorded the uh, the game show we did at oh, great. Uh, Fremont Street. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Plaza Plaza Hotel and Casino. Yeah, it's right around there. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Insane. So there you go. April 29th. and, and then uh, check out the Pack Theater. I perform. I, I'm on multiple shows there. Dell Closed Fist, Jack Wrestling, uh, Speed Face is a show that I do every month where I close out the show by doing some horrific stunt to myself, like staple gunning myself or uh, shock collar stuff or jumping on thumbtacks or whatever dumb thing i come up with that month so cool and the pack theater is an amazing little theater in oh, los yes. angeles it's so much fun to go to actually ruck and i we just did a show there not too long ago yeah yeah we did <laughs> we did uh, i didn't get the drop in time but we did a show where where rucka was essentially we were doing a stand-up do you want to talk about that rucka yeah or? i guess so the, the 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 topic it was called the line where oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah where they decide is this comedy going over the line yeah and there was a panel of judges Maddox, you were one of the judges. Yeah. I was one of the, quote, comedians. <laughs> I don't really consider myself a comedian. I call myself more of a poet. <laughs> <laughs> a, a comedy poet. Why is everybody laughing? I don't, I don't know. There you I go. missed the joke. Anyway, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I had a panel of judges tell me if I went over the line or not. At one point, a uh, nice young lady told me, I'm not really into, like, comedy music. Uh, it just feels like super white boy shit. But yeah, I can see how like a bunch of white guys would like your shit. And I'm like, oh, you mean like literally the entire audience here that was just <laughs> laughing hysterically? All 99.8% of whom were white guys? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. They, they probably would like it. And um, I had a great time. Thank you, Maddox, for judging me. And uh, <laughs> That's what I do. I had, had a great, great show. So uh, yeah, catch us next time at Pack Theater. Uh, every Friday night at 8 p.m. I'm joking. We're not going to be there no. this Friday. It's oh. not It's not a consistent, but yeah. Leroy is there often. So yeah. look up Leroy at Pack Theater. We'll post the video with Scout that you're doing that's coming Great. out the same day. Mm-hmm. And your uh, your workout, Giphy and Las Vegas. Lots of stuff. Leroy, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on this episode. Thank you to Rucka Rucka Ali, my first hand on staff. Yeah. Thank you, Swagmaster Mikey Bolts. Thank you. But most of all... You're welcome. Yeah, in episode 45, you guys were talking about Tarzan because of that Indian chick or whatever that was living out in the woods, eating monkeys or whatever. And I was curious, you know, Tarzan, was he a virgin when he met Jane or was he like totally slamming monkey pussy the whole time (laughs) until he met her? Thanks for listening. Bye.
Good question. You know, when I when I heard that call, I laughed and I thought, oh, that's silly. But then I actually thought about his question and I thought, yeah, I've never thought about Tarzan being a virgin. And the first time, the first woman he's ever hooked up with, he lost his virginity to, to Jane. And you know, Tarzan probably, it's like probably that uh, the guy who's smuggling that Thai cum, <laughs> probably, probably bust real quick and it was not very good sex for Jane. So Jane meets this guy in the jungle who's like hella ripped and looks, you know, real, really cool. It's like jungle barbarian. And she's like, oh, man, I'm going to have, like, the wildest fantasy sex with this guy ever. And he's just like a sloppy, nervous virgin <laughs> who's he's never real showered. Fast. He's never showered. He nuts real fast. It's like his his growth is out of control. It's like dried semen all over oh, his junk. <laughs> he's not cut. <laughs> or it was crazy jungle CrossFit sex, and she didn't expect it. And he fucking busted that shit wide open. Yeah. And she be- exploded. <laughs> and then his load literally made her, like, gain five pounds. <laughs> I just want to provide both sides of the argument here on Madcast. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>